1: Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. We want to welcome Isabel Restrepo to the show today. Isabel was originally from Columbia, South America Moved to Minnesota, as you'll hear in the podcast. And her journey has been a windy road that has led her to what is called an energy healer. Isabel launched her new business and is now building that business on helping others recover from a loss of energy, is what I would call it. Have you ever felt just worn out and can't figure out what's going on with you? Well, that's what Isabel's superpower, as I call it, is. She, she really wants to work with people who just feel drained. We hope that you enjoy this show. I think you're going to find some amazing tidbits in it. So grab your favorite beverage and sit on back and sip away. Well, Welcome, Isabel. I'm so glad that you've agreed to join us today and to talk about your journey, both in the, the financial and health vineyard. Um, I'm really thrilled that you're taking time out of your day to talk about what amazing work that you're doing. So thank you so much.
0: Oh my goodness, Amy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today talking to you and i um, I'm just really grateful. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, well, you know, I, we always start the show about talking about wine because we're talking about our financial and personal and health and life vineyard. So we talk about wine first off so that people can maybe pause the show, go grab a glass of something that they're thinking about that we might give them an idea about. So are you a wine drinker? Do you enjoy wine? Yes. Um, oh. I do enjoy wine,
0: um, but it's funny, I... I do, Um, but lately, or I guess maybe this past year or so, I haven't really um, enjoyed the effects of alcohol as much, so I found a wine that has only 0.5% alcohol. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I wow. did some
0: researching. Yeah. So, um, I did some researching and was able to find, cause you know, there's just something comforting. Like you sit down maybe with a good book or with friends or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, um, and the taste and I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I think wine also makes me feel kind of fancy where it's like, Oh, let's open <laughs> this, this nice bottle of wine. And I, I was missing that. So, um, yeah, I went down this other rabbit hole of like, okay, what, what else, what can I do with this? So, um, so yes, I do like wine and I do, um, enjoy it. Yeah. What's the name of the wine that
1: you found?
0: So I found a couple, but the best, the best one that I've enjoyed so far, it's called Ariel. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon, um, and it's from California.
1: Okay. Yeah. And that only has 0.5% alcohol. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I, on the other hand, don't mind the facts of yeah. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am drinking this week. Uh, we, well, this month we are uh, working with, uh, we try to work with local wineries and this month mm-hmm. we're featuring one called Vice. It's actually, the winemaker is from Germany and he Uh, he makes a heck of, and I always say this name wrong, but it's Lemberger. Some people know it by other people know it by Belfrankish. It's a real peppery, um, wine that is very well known over in Austria and Germany. Um, and they've started bringing it over stateside and particularly in the wineries of New York state, because it's very similar soil and, um, elevation levels to, to the German, Germany and Austria area. So we're both drinking, drinking reds. We're just drinking a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) stuff. Well, I love that you, one of the things that I love about your story with your wine is actually it goes to show that when put up against the wall, sometimes we get very creative and we find solutions to, to things that are, are not going the way that we want them to be. And as well, you have such an amazing story. The moment I talked to you and and heard what you're now doing and your journey, I knew I had to have you on the show. So let's start with sort of the formation of your your vineyard, your life. Um, how give us a little background of where you grew up, uh, where you are now, what you're forming at this stage of the game. Thank you, Amy. Um, and I have to say, you know, the
0: the thing that you mentioned about just finding a solution. I feel like that's been a constant theme of my life. Um, (laughs) It's like, okay, we just got to build and rebuild. So here we go. Um, No, but um, I guess we can start from the beginning. So I was born in Medellin, Colombia, um, in South America. And um, when when I was seven, we moved to Minnesota. And it's so funny (laughs) because people hear that they're like, Minnesota, like out of all places, how did you end up there and um you know it's a love story actually my my dad's uncle met a woman from minnesota i think she was doing missionary work um in columbia and they fell in love and so he went to minnesota then my uh my dad's brothers two of them went up there and then my dad so i want to say it's a love story that brought us to the midwest um and so yeah i grew up mostly in minnesota um, you know, it's kind of this duality of two worlds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was very much the only, you know, sp- Spanish speaker in, in my school. Um, you know, maybe there was like one black person, but, you know, very different. Um, and then, you know, when I would come home, it's like we're speaking Spanish. It's like a whole other world. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like growing up, it was definitely kind of these two these two mixtures of, of realities, um, and just kind of learning to navigate both of them. And so, um, yeah, there, I mean, there were some really tough moments, um, growing up. And I think when we talk about finances, um, you know, I'll, I'll be very vulnerable here, but, um, we, at one point we're living in a shelter in a one bedroom. And I remember I was like nine years old and I said to myself, like, I'm not gonna depend on anyone. And I was nine. Like it was like, and from that moment I've just been like super independent, which on one hand has been really good. It's really, you know, allowed me to be able to stand up on my own two feet. But on the other hand, it's like, okay, I don't need to be this tough independent woman all the time. Like, um, you know, I can let my guard down a little bit, but Um, you know, we grew from that. And then, um, I went to the university of Minnesota. I studied psychology and communications. Um, but then I, I graduated in 2009 and it was the recession. So it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, there's, there's no work, you know, what do I do? And so, um, I ended up going to grad school at NYU, Um, I love learning, like even then, and even now, I just, I love learning so much about anything and everything. And so um, I continued my studies, uh, and I got my master's in media, culture, and communication. Um, And New York was just, you know, it's, it's a big city. I mean, Medellin is also a big, a really big city. It's like 4 million people, but Mm. um, it, it was a lot and a lot of growth and just kind of this You know, I was in a relationship. I was working full time. I was going to school full time. Sometimes I think back and I'm like, how did I have all that energy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) How did I have all this energy? Like, I'm running and running and running around. Um, But then, you know, I I was working in ad sales, and this was kind of like where I started reaching my limit. Um, I, one day, like, my back kind of gave out, and I was like, I'm in my Hmm. mid 20s. Like, this can't be life. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this is like, this is good. Like I was working at Telemundo. It's very, you know, there's events Mm -hmm. and very glitzy and like TV. And, um, I just remember feeling really like, wow, this should be so cool. But I just, you know, the work environment that I was in, wasn't very good. Like it was very Mm -hmm. intense and cutthroat and it's sales and it's just, Oh, it was like too much. Um, and I remember thinking like something needs to change. And mm-hmm. um, in sales, there's always a lot of reorgs. Like every year, it's like, well, what's gonna, who's gonna get let go now? Like, what group is gonna merge? Or um, and thankfully, I mean, I say this now, like thankfully, uh, so half of our team got let go, and I was part of that wow. half. And so it was you know, like here's a severance package, which I had never had that much money either. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this? Like, what do I, you know, this is fun. Like what I get to decide (laughs) kind of like what this new adventure holds. Um, And I had learned about yoga. Sorry, I forgot to mention this, but um, during college, I learned about yoga and would, you know, go to classes and it always kind of just helped me. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to go to India and get yoga teacher certified. And up until that point, Amy, when I tell you, I had like every step planned out, like me taking a risk and like doing something for myself. Like that was not like, that was not, it was always like, yes, sure. Like going to New York in a new city might be risky, but it, it, there was something there. Like it was like a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to Indy, I bought a one-way ticket. I ended up backpacking for four months and just kind of you know, doing something for me, um, which felt really good. Like it was, it, it felt really good. And um, afterwards I ended up going to Columbia. I was teaching yoga um, there, but this was, this was a while ago. This was not, you know, what we think of yoga now, where it's, it's very mainstream and it's very mm-hmm. common and, you know, it's, it wasn't the case back then. And so it, that was kind of hard too. Of like, okay, how do I, you know, open people into the practice of yoga, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was a bit of a challenge. And I realized I also missed New York, which I never thought, (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I was going to miss New York. Um, But then I ended up going back to New York. Um, I started working at NBC Universal in content distribution marketing. And I was there for about two years. But then again, like something just wasn't something just wasn't right. Um, and I was teaching yoga sometimes I was, I was like, okay, let me take everything that I've learned and, you know, apply it to my, to my life and be able to work in median. Um, but something just, you know, there was like an itch that I just didn't know what it was. Um, and maybe like, I want to say it was April of 2017. I went to LA for a conference and there I was joking. I was like, Oh, I should just move here. And then that joke became like, Oh, maybe I should just move here. Um, so I went back to New York. I didn't have anything in LA. I didn't have a car. Like I didn't have anything. And I just said, I remember it was the end of or early August. I told my job, I said, you know, I'm giving my two month notice. Um, I'm going to leave by the, by the end of September. Cause also that's like when my lease was up at my apartment and Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to let you know now in case, a really good opportunity comes up and I need to leave right away. I had nothing lined up. I had no interviews. Like there was nothing. And I had interviewed at like Hulu. I interviewed at Amazon and like nothing was panning out. And I just said, I'm going there. I don't care what I have to do when I get there. Like I'm going to Los Angeles. And then uh, in a matter of like three weeks, I had a job offer at YouTube, which was like better than what I could have ever imagined the scenario to turn out to be. Um, and then at the end of August, I think it was August 25th, it was a Friday. I flew to LA and I, I moved and I moved to LA (laughs) and then, then that's when like the real stuff like started to really transform. Um, because I also realized that I was, I had been carrying around a lot of shame, especially like from stuff in early childhood. Um, Mm -hmm. some stuff had happened at NBC, at Telemundo that, um, that there was like a, a married man was harassing me at one point, And I felt mm-hmm. a lot of shame, like, you know, like, what did I do? Like, I I didn't understand that um, it was a person, it was a man abusing his power and his role. And so I was like, I feel like I'm carrying around, like this heavy backpack of just like stuff that I don't want to carry around anymore. And so then I really started diving into, um, you know, different healing modalities and just learning and mm-hmm. kind of like, how can I just, fr- like, I just felt like I want to, f- I want to be free. Like I want to be free. I don't know what that means, but it was just kind of like, I don't want to feel stuck. Like I don't want to feel, um, icky. Like I don't want to feel sh- ashamed of my past. Um, cause there's some stuff like, I can't control what happened when I was young. And I, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's just, it's embracing part of that. And so I feel like I'd go to work, but then, I'd get home and I would like, okay. Like it was like, my heart was like drawn into these different healing modalities. I myself started going to therapy. I like, you don't go to therapy. Like growing up, that was like never a thing. Like we didn't talk about mental health. We didn't talk about, um, you know, emotions. Like I, I'm sometimes I wonder, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like growing up, like I did not, this was, I'm like completely different. (laughs) Now, now, I mean that's a muscle that I kind of learned to flex, and so, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, so anyway, fast forward, um, you know, I'm diving into these modalities. I myself, I'm working with a healer. I start diving into this thing called Human Design, um, which is a blueprint of your energy, and it's based off astrology, um, the chakra system, the I Ching, Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, and I learn about this, and I just became obsessed because it brought so much clarity into, you know, why do I do the things that I do? Or, you know, I always felt like a little bit different. And it just kind of helped put into perspective and, you know, learning about my own chart. And then I started reading my friends for fun. And I just, you know, that started kind of taking over. And I I would get home, even though I'd be so tired and worn out. But then I would like dive into, you know, these different healing modalities. And then that's when I was like, oh, okay. Like there's a whole other side of me that I've been ignoring. Um, I, you know, I have this deep uh, gift of empathy, and for a long time, I thought that that was like a weakness or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but as more as I learned more and more, I was like, okay, I really need to pay attention to this. And so earlier this year, in February, um, I resigned from my from my position at YouTube, and you know, it's funny, my my family, they, they're supportive, but sometimes they don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, but it's Google, you know, it's YouTube. Like, what do you, like, mm-hmm. how do you say goodbye to that? And, you know, I, I had to kind of look back and think, okay, is this really what I want? Like, if this is the Mecca, like, if this is like the, the company and the place, and I'm not happy, like that's, that has to tell me something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I loved my experience there. I wouldn't have traded it for the world because it has brought me to where I am today. And so um, since February, this is, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go for me. I'm I'm jumping in, you know, what does this about want on a truly deep level? Mm. And it's hard. It's been hard. Then we have COVID, the civil rights movement. It's like, whoa, 2020 just took a whole turn that I think we're all very surprised about. Um, but since then, yeah, I've been, I've been working with other women, you know, like I've found the sense of freedom and lightness that I'm, you know, I think growing up we're always, uh, it's like, you know, am I, am I doing this right? Is this, mm-hmm. you know, am I pleasing my parents or is this what society mm-hmm. has said? What is the pressure? And, um, you know, I, have loved working with women, whether that's, if, you know, I do just a one hour human design reading or I do one-to-one guidance sessions where we kind of go a little bit deeper. Um, I call it energy healing where it's really the layers because there's stuff, you know, in our <laughs> way down deep from, from childhood that, you know, it's how, we need to tend to those. And, you know, it's, it's okay. Everybody has these wounds. So um, bring a little bit of light there. Um, and then I also offer this course where it's, you know, if you're just kind of diving into this or, um, dipping your toes. And so that's what I've been focusing on these past few months. And now now we're, we find each other here at this moment in time.
1: So I'm thinking, I'm listening to all the different, I call them rows of life, mm-hmm. right? When you think about a vineyard, you have sort of your rows. And I, I loved a comment that you made. You said, up until this point, I didn't take risks all the way to where you were when you said, I'm leaving YouTube and I'm starting my own company. And your family was saying, well, why would you leave a sure thing? You have benefits, you have salary, you have all of this, but you felt that drive to have to do something different. And that was, that's the, what I call the sweetest row right? That's the sweetest row of life. I was 44 when I made the decision to venture out into my own company, you know, start my own company. And fear always stood in my way of doing that. I, I wish the only regret that I had is that I wish I had done it sooner. That's my only regret. So it's hard. It's, you know, being a business owner is not an easy thing. Like I never want to paint it as all rosies and, you know, like the perfect unicorn. Cause there's days where I put my head in my hands and I say, why am I doing yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's other days that I say, this is why I'm doing this. Yes. So what, I mean, what was that? final moment, because I can remember mine, but what was that final moment where you said, I don't have a choice. I have to do this. Mm. You know, it's funny.
0: Um, I think I just remember in the morning, like I'd wake up, I'd be, I'm like, okay, today is going to be good. Like I'm trying to prep myself up. And then as I'm driving into work, I just start getting like tired. Like my body is physically like, no, like don't go in there. (laughs) And I think it was just like, I don't know if I had, I think it was an accumulation of little moments that was just finally like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I Mm -hmm. do what I do want is to wake up whenever I want. Like that was another thing. I would dream of like, I just want to lay in bed for 30 minutes without doing anything. (laughs) Like that was like my dream. Like I was like, please, like on a Wednesday, you know, like not on the weekends, like on a Wednesday where I just lay in here and I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I I mean, I I, could have stayed. I could have stayed and I could have made it work, quote unquote, but I would be miserable. It was like, how, you know, it's like, how, how long am I going to push away that little voice that knows, you know, um, and I think it was just mm-hmm. these little moments that finally I said, no, like, I, I have to choose me, like, I just, mm-hmm. I have to, like, I, there is no other choice there's no other yeah, yeah. there's no other choice yeah. i
1: have to do this walk us through because you kind of explained how you found it and how it's helped you but at a very high level walk us through um what what it means to hire you like what what would be the reason people come to you and and want to work with you what are some of the things that you hear
0: yeah um i often hear it's like It's a mixture of these things, right? It's something's just missing. I know something something is missing, and I don't know what that is. Layered in with, I feel so anxious, and I'm stressed, and I'm worried about. Like, I want to plan for the future, but I I can't even dream. Like, I can't even. Hmm. It's like. Even though they're very successful women, I work with women that are that are successful. Like they are, they have a job. They're um, some are married, um, or some have gone through a breakup. But it's it's like I want to be able to trust myself, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, I I create a space where they can, where they learn to trust themselves, and um, it's nothing. I, I like to say like the I, I create the space, but the person on the other side is they're doing all the work, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, because it's also like you recognizing your, your own power and your strength. And so, um, it's kind of this moment of, you know, what I've been doing isn't working and, um, the, the anxiety, like the level of like pressure and anxiety. And I mostly work with, um, Latinx women. And so mm-hmm. that can be pressure from, you know, either they also immigrated to the U S when they were young or their parents Mm -hmm. did. So it's this Mm -hmm. pressure of, I have to do good. Like I don't want to let anybody down. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also, you know, very strong family ties that aren't always healthy. Um, I mean, I love my family. I, 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 I say our families are our greatest teachers because, they press all the right buttons <laughs> um, and I'm sure I press their buttons too, but um, you know, it's these really strong family ties that it's like, okay, you know, what do I want to, what do I want to pass on to my children? I don't have children yet. I hope to one day, but um, it's like, okay, what are the things that have helped me? Like, thank you. But you know, we don't need to pass that on to the next generation. Um so it's a, it's a mixture of, of these different
1: things. So um, I, I think you used the word stuck. I think that was the word that I picked out that you used, where um, exhausted, I think, was another word that you used. Um, people just feel um, – and, and it's funny because I, I remember that uh, – I was in my early forties and I love what I do. I am so lucky to get up every morning and help give advice and coaching and assist in people's dreams coming true. But I felt like I was on a hamster wheel and I, 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 knew I wanted to keep doing what I professionally was doing, but I started to see that. Every company that I worked for, at first, it was always super exciting when I first got there. And I was excited that they wanted my skill set and saw something in me um, that I couldn't see. You know, and I, you know, it's a self um, awareness and um, confidence issue. And I would work and I would work really hard. And then that wasn't enough. And then I would work harder and then that wasn't enough. And then I would work harder and that wasn't enough. And I, I just remember at one point in time, and there were two deaths that happened to family members of ours in 2014 that just slapped me across the face and said, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you on this hamster wheel? And the more I realized I was on it, the more tired I felt, the more exhausted I felt, the more unhappy I was, the more I felt like I was on the hamster wheel. And, you know, somebody made the comment to me, why don't you just go into business for yourself? You know, you could do this. You've run several companies. Like, yeah, you've had the protection of, you know, somebody else's name on it, but you've run them. And it it was in that moment that I was like, "Hmm, yeah, well... I don't know why I haven't, you know? Yeah. And having somebody, I want to dig into the healing aspect of things, the healing work that you do, because you're right. Every single person has scars. I don't care who they are. I don't care how privileged they are, but some scars are really large. Getting sexually harassed is a large scar. Mm -hmm. It's large. Um. Having uh, things happen to you in your childhood are large scars. Um, not being treated equally to your classmates and your peers are large scars. So we grow up with these blocks, I call them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in our own head, right? But they're, they're, they're years worth of being told something and believing it. So walk us through what, what a healing again, and it's just, you know, walk us through some of the healing work that you would do. And I know it's really hard to like put that question out there because every person is so different, but, but maybe just a snippet of what somebody might get a sense of themselves in working with you.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you. And I just have to mention that what you just shared totally resonated. And, you know, I think as human beings, we want to be recognized, like we want to be recognized for our, our gifts and our contributions. And so what you shared just now of, you know, I was working so hard, but it just wasn't enough. And it's like, you know, we have that drive and we have that need as humans to be recognized. And it, it just, that really resonated a lot. So thank you. Um, but so the healing work that I do is um, tying it back to the body. So it's transpersonal spiritual counseling, which is really long name. <laughs> but essentially, it's, um, it's connecting uh, ourselves back into our body. And, um, you know, in a session that might look like, um, you know, for me, for example, like uh, tightness in my shoulders. So that's telling me something. And so I'll guide, uh, I'll guide the person to, to connect with that, to, to connect with that um, ache or whether that's, hmm. you know, as
1: I sit here, like with my shoulders back now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so subtle
0: sometimes too. Like it just, um, it's, it's super subtle. And it, and I think for a long time, I didn't live in my body. Like it was just like, I'm going on autopilot and I'm just, going, 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 yes, I'll go to yoga, but just the level of awareness just wasn't there. And, and I, I'll speak to my own just because, you know, it'll, it'll look different for every person, but, um, working with a healer for me and she uses this modality, this woman named Maxine, she's, she's, she's an angel. She's amazing. And, um, you know, it's, okay, what, what are the things in me that I, I need to pay attention to? So if something comes up, like, um, you know, for me, I'll feel like, a will feel it in my chest a lot. Or if I'm trying to speak something, but it's really difficult, I'll feel a tightness in my throat. Um, and that, those are all signposts. Those are all little details that are like, Hey, like come over here, you know, waving at us, like, just pay attention to me over here. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's it's listening to those different parts of our, of our body, because it's, our bodies hold so much wisdom. Um, And I think we've learned to operate in a way that is so disconnected from it. Um, But, but it tells us, you know, deep down, like for me, for example, I'll give you a, a very, um, I was dating this guy once and he said to me like, you know, I, I am dating other people and immediately the, like the, my, my mm-hmm. heart in my chest was just like, alert, alert, <laughs> like mm-hmm. run away. <laughs> like this is your, you know, fight or flight. You need to flight, <laughs> but I ignored that. And then of course, heartbreak and all of that later. Um, but, you know, it's learning to trust those messages too, in our body. And, um, they're, they're telling us something. So it's also learning to trust, um, ourselves, and so that might look like, you know, sometimes there's tears for me when energy moves, it's just tears, like it will come out in tears. And I've learned to embrace that because it's, you know, I think you don't need to bottle it up, or at least I, I don't need to bottle it up anymore. Um, and that it'll look different for everybody. Some some healers I know work with sound. Um, I I like to do a lot of visualization and um figuring out what is it that thing that's connecting, that 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 part of the body that wants us to connect mm-hmm. to.
1: That's interesting. So uh, just uh I want to kind of uh dive into that just a tad bit yeah. um for a moment. Um, because you know, as soon as you said I noticed tightness in my shoulders, I was like, ooh. I've got yeah. tightness in my yeah. shoulders, and I sat, I sat straight up, you know, I, in my chair. I sat straight up, and of course, that relieves some of the tightness, right? Because I was hunching. Mm-hmm. Um, But I also think that uh, there's other. When you say like tying it to the the body, I've read so much about uh, the connection between our brain and our stomach, mm. and often, you know, the stress that we hold in both. Um, but often will come out in the stomach or some stomach symptoms, um, sometimes or the tightness in your chest or the tightness in your diaphragm or whatever it might be, but that tightness and you don't even notice it until it starts to lessen up. Right. Mm-hmm. Until it, it starts to relieve a little bit. Like when, so as an example, just to drive this home, you go for a massage and you walk out of there thinking, I didn't even realize yeah. that my neck was as tough, you know, as, as tight as it actually was. Yes. So if you take something like that, like that's massage, somebody's working those muscles and you incorporate it into, well, what's causing that muscle to be so tight? Mm -hmm. That to me, uh, those two techniques and maybe some acupuncture thrown in there too. Yes. uh, (laughs) Those two two or three techniques uh, really bring that healing process to the table. But I would imagine for some people, that's a very painful journey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, this is where kind of the other person is in control. So, um, whoever I'm working with, they get to decide how, how deep they want to go. And, um, you know, a lot of the work that I do is online. So, well, also because of COVID, but, um, you know, it's on GBC and, um, we'll, we'll, uh, I get, I, I, I create the space, like in my head, before I, before I get to start a session, like I'm creating a space. Um, and I like to think of like, you know, when you go into a spa and it smells really good and you're just like, you feel this like, oh yeah, like this feels really good to be in here. I try to create that. Um, so that Mm -hmm. when we do Mm -hmm. start our session, they feel safe to go there because it is scary. And a lot of people don't, want to go there. (laughs) You know, a lot of, they're like, I've, I've never, you know, I've never done anything like this. This is really scary. But, um, the, I think out of all of this, what I've learned is that you're not alone. Like you don't have to do it alone. Um, for a long time I thought I did. And, um, I think I was carrying around that heavy backpack of stuff that I didn't need to carry. But then once I started working with the healer, it's like, oh, I actually have support. And this person actually sees me that, um, you know, like my empathy is a gift and she's able to reflect that to me um, in a way that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we go as deep as as you want to or, you know, if it's, it's also in layers, like we can't just expect to be like, okay, one, in, one session in, we're going all the way in, yeah, and then yeah. you're done. Like, no, like this, this takes time. And it um, it's, it's a muscle that you learn to flex um, mm-hmm. without putting pressure. I think there's so much pressure on the, all the other aspects of life that we don't need to put any more pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where can we approach ourselves with, with compassion
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, approaching ourselves with compassion is, is a great, um, phrase because I do think, and, and I'm not genderizing and I know men have, um, have this issue as well, but I do know a lot of the women I work with, uh, they are very compassionate women mm-hmm. except to themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you could see me right now, you'd see, you know, that there's like the emojis that they have with the girl raising her hand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can be harder on myself than anybody else can even try to come close to being hard on me. Oh, yeah. um, and I, and I do think, I mean, that's what's driven me in some respects. So it's not a bad thing, but I, but I also think that when it comes to um, maybe re- other relationships, that's where it really comes into play too, is saying, "Well, I can forgive myself so I can forgive this other person, which is where I'm harboring some you know emotion deep down in that I don't that I don't even know that I'm harboring at the moment, you know yeah. so 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 I think you know when you when you decided to make these transitions from um, you know even like going from Minnesota to you know grad school, I mean you were pretty young when you moved to Minnesota, so yes, you lived in a big city prior to that, but not as a child, you don't really realize that. So you move to Minnesota, you then move to NYU. Okay. Fairly large change going on yeah. there. And, and you take, you know, you take a job ultimately at YouTube that you now have left. You've started this business full-time. You've gone into business full-time. Uh, what is the name of your business? Cause I don't think I mentioned that earlier.
0: Um, it, it's just my name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my title, you could call me energy healer, Um, with Mm -hmm. the different modalities that I've mentioned.
1: And if people were interested in exploring more about what we've been talking about, um, I believe you have a website that they can go out to? I think I was on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: It's isabeljrestrepo.com.
1: And we'll put that in the show notes for sure, but it get, it digs into the different levels at which people can work with you. And what I noticed when I was out there was, you know, some of it's baby steps. Yep. It's like, you know, itty bitty baby steps into this process so they can work with you uh, in, in a variety of different ways. And right now, uh, virtually because everybody's doing everything virtually, Yes. but even long-term, right. I mean, even long-term you can do this virtually. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, and there's just something I wanted to touch on that you mentioned of, um, that, and as I hear you, as I heard you kind of saying, is this inner critic and, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, thank you. Like I have a very strong inner critic <laughs> and she's kind of led me to where I am and I'm grateful. Um, mm-hmm. but then on the other hand, I'm like, okay, you can come, you can sit in the car, but your tone needs to change. Like we're going <laughs> on a road trip, like you've been very sassy to me, but like, how about we, you know, can you be nice now? <laughs> um, and along with that fear, I think you mentioned the fear earlier. Um, so it's like, I mean, this is still scary. Like, I I don't think we're ever going to reach a point where it's like, yes, like I have it all figured out. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think we ever reach that. So it's, you know, it's kind of all these different passengers or these different voices Mm -hmm. that come in that are um, helping us. I think ultimately, if you really dig down, it's, they're trying to help us. They're trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Mm -hmm. this isn't working or maybe try it in a different way, but the tone and the delivery is maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit more harsh than, (laughs) than, than ideal. Um, and so like for the inner critic, for me, I'm like, I have really learned to, okay, you're getting sassy. So like, let's soften this up a bit. Um, cause yeah, the, the, the sound is just sometimes like, okay, like too much, you're too much, just come along Mm -hmm. for the ride, but you don't get to drive. Um, same with the fear where it's like, you can come, you know, come along for the ride, but you're not driving this,
1: this train. Um, I love that you, I love that you have the conversation with the inner critic, because I do think that that, you know, that does make a difference when you say, nope, not today, not listening to you, you know, not, Um, I hear you. I know you're there to protect me, but in this case, you're actually causing me harm. So let's uh, sit in the back seat. I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Has has there been any books that, you know, you've read that, um, for people that are, I want to say nervous about going down this journey. Um, you you know, it's when you start to talk about things that maybe are deeply buried, it's a very, very scary, dark place for a lot of people to venture. So, is there would there would you recommend any books for people that just sort of want to explore so that they have an understanding one of the fears that can be taken away is that okay I have a general understanding what this process is going to be like I'm I'm ready for this yeah I'm ready for this at this point
0: yeah um there's there's a couple that come to mind but um one that I think kind of it just brought so much peace I think at the time I was in a really bad relationship, very codependent, just very unhealthy dynamic, and I started reading *The Power of Now*, and it was just like, oh, like it was just a breath of fresh air. Um, so if you're if you're struggling and it just it's, I would say that's a that's a good way to start mm-hmm. um, because it's also bringing awareness, like how can I be mindful in my actions? How can I, um, you know be fully present in the thing that I'm doing in this moment in time. And so um, that book is one of them. The other one that I really enjoyed um, is Women Who Run With the Wolves. Hmm. And it's, you know, it's this woman, she's, her name escapes me now, but she is amazing. She, um, it's kind of this anthropology work that she's put together. And, um, you know, based on things you know, women and cycles and the different women in our lives and the, um, strength that there is when women come together. Um, and so I would say that book really, really just kind of shifted Mm. things. Um, and then I'm trying to think maybe another one too, I would say is this book called the way of the superior man, um, that talks a lot about, you know, we have masculine and feminine energy within us. And so it's, how do we, Um, work with both of these things because like when you're for example like a woman that's you know doing a presentation and she's building her business and she's you know out there grinding she's very much in her masculine but then um, for me like when I come home and you know I'm single but hopefully, when I find somebody, or when they find me, whatever, whenever we meet, um, you know, I don't want to be this like tough, like I know everything, like I want to be more in my feminine and kind of be able to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, be that way. And so that book, I think, just kind of offers a different perspective. So those three, I think, are, are, they're all very different. It's a it's a variety of um, ideas and messages. But I, I think those three are are good if you're actually another one comes to my <laughs> I love reading so I'm like the the good. audibles um the other one I think is codependent no more um that
1: I've read yeah okay
0: yeah that one is like you know it just yeah that one I think is is
1: really good um that is a good book it's a it's one for me that it took me a while to get through it yeah um, uh it was just there were there were so many like moments where I just had to pause yeah. and reread what I read yeah. and try to relate as to how, you know, like there were parts of it that I'm like, I can't face this right now. Yeah. You know, it just, it was, it was quite a few years ago that I, that I read that book. Um, I can't, I can't recall the exact timing in my life, but I remember reading it and thinking, oh, this is so, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know what the right words are, but yeah, I think it's, it's it is heavy, yeah. It is it's very heavy, but it's it's one of those things where when you feel stuck, um, there's a cycle that you go on, and that, that that's one of the that's one of the things that they talk about is that that cycle. Um, so we've gone over the time that I promised I'd have oh, you uh, off. finish it. No, 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 not you. No, know, no. Please don't apologize. I have like been so interested in this journey that you're on, but I do want to get two more questions out on the table to you. Uh, one is, uh, I love to ask all of my guests this question, and that is, what is your definition of success?
0: You know, that has changed for me throughout the years,
1: but I think in this moment in
0: time where what success means to me is, um, doing something for me, even if it's not tangible. So, like even if the other person can't see it or like there's no um, material showing of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that could mean like, um, you know, I'm going to share this piece of writing that's really vulnerable and I'm going to share it. And that to me feels like, okay, that, that feels good um, in that sense. In the other sense is, you know, am I able to provide for myself, which is something that I've, I think growing up have, has always been very near and dear to me. So can I continue to provide for myself? Um, So those two are kind of, they go hand Mm -hmm. in hand and they kind of play with each other.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty important. I think to feel like you have that ability to, it's nice to have somebody to share that with, but being, knowing that you can be dependent on yourself as well and provide for yourself is pretty, to me, it adds a lot of self-worth personally, but that's, that's by my own issues. Uh, (laughs) And then the final question that I love to ask where this is sort of the, the, where we move into the nourish your vine sections of the podcast, where we take just a few minutes for our guests to provide the number one financial lesson that they've learned in their lives that they wish somebody had shared with them earlier. You know, I think
0: that would be like reaching out to the somebody that knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I did not grow like growing up we didn't talk about savings, we didn't talk about budgeting, we didn't talk about any of that. Mm-hmm. And just because I didn't know it then, that doesn't mean I can't learn it now and working mm-hmm. with like a financial advisor um, that just brings more security, I think. So,
1: um,
0: you know, your financial situation can change, but have working with somebody that really knows the ins and out that's there to support you fully. Like, I think that is, um, you don't have to do it alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that goes Mm -hmm. with anything. Like that goes with anything in life, um, that, you know, the money can change and it's, it doesn't define you. And, you know, I've had, I've, had moments where I'm making a lot of money and moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? Like, why is my bank statement so low? But neither of it defines you and it it can change and that's okay. Like there's, you know, try to take the emotional element out of money. And I feel like that, that changes things.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you, can you think of a way that trying to make the, take the emotion out of money is, uh, I mean, that I could, putting neon lights and flash a yeah. <laughs> hundred times. Right. But, but it's, but that's, I think that's where the outside party comes from. Just like having an energy healer, you know, the outside third person, um, they're not feeling the emotion. They're just, they're thinking they're not feeling right. Um, but what would, what would, uh, somebody, what could have somebody said to you that would have made that made you aware that that's the role that a, a planner can, can help you with, Uh, earlier? Do you think just using those words or is there something that you could have been shown? Hmm. That's a good question
0: because you're right. It didn't all of a sudden, I didn't all of a sudden say, you know what? I should get a a planner or like a financial advisor. (laughs) It took a while for me to get there. Um, I think no matter how much you make, it's always a good idea to start planning. Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't know that before. So it's like, if I, if I knew then what I know now,
1: you <laughs> couldn't mm-hmm. even know it existed. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's true. I, I didn't even know that was like a thing that people had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't so, know. That's so it's
1: hard. Yeah. No, I, 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 think it's conversations like this. People hear this kind of conversation too. I think that's always very helpful, but, um, that, that just gives them some idea of, oh, Oh yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it's the, sometimes it's those little kind of conversations that you're, that, you know, stand in front of your face and make you realize that, yep, I should have known that, but shoulda, woulda, coulda doesn't fly anymore. It's what you do once you know the information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, this has been such a delightful conversation. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. Um, for people that are interested, I, like I said, I will have uh, Isabel's website in the show notes. They can reach out, um, see what her services are, get some more information. Uh, you do have a blog, I believe, that you people can sign up for. Yes, yes. Um, so they can they can. Um, sign up for that and hear from you that way until they're ready to begin their journey.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. And also, um, the, oh my, the, uh, the other thing that, um, you would want to do is maybe follow you on Twitter or Instagram or. Yeah. So, um, I'm mostly,
0: I'm most active on Instagram. Um, and it's the same. The handle is at Isabel J. Restrepo, Um, That's where I'm, yeah, most active. And, you know, for the person that's listening to this, that's like, oh my gosh, this, this sounds really overwhelming. I don't want to go in that deep. Um, I have created this course. It's called from chaos to clarity. And um, there's just a couple of uh, exercises, but essentially it um, sheds light on what changes you're craving on a deep level and how to make small changes that lead to big results, and you know that's more of like your own practice, and you can go as fast or slow as you want. Um, and then I do offer a one-hour human design reading, um, where we just go through your chart and you know look at everything that you're working with, the energy that you're working with. Um, And then if you're interested in one-to-one guidance, I do offer a a free clarity call where we kind of connect and see what is it that you're working on? What is it that you hope to accomplish? You know, am I that person to help you get there? Um, And so those are all of the options. And of course, I do have the blog where I kind of just, you know, right from the heart. But um, a lot of the stuff, the best way to connect
1: with me is through Instagram. Okay, great. Um, We'll have all of those links in the show notes for people to reach out to. Um, And then, of course, you know, if there's any questions that you have, feel free to post those questions on Isabel's Instagram page, our page. Um, Make sure that you like this, you share it if you found value in it. And we're always interested in, you know, what people want to hear more of. If you want us to have Isabel back and ask specific questions, then just let us know because I think I could talk to her for hours and hours. So, <laughs> uh, Isabel, thank you so much for spending your your morning with us and uh, we, we hope you stay safe and uh, continuing doing this great work that you're doing out there.
0: Thank you so much, Amy, for having me and I've loved this conversation with you. So thank you.
1: And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime.